what's going on guys how we doing how we doing welcome to episode two that's right we doubled up there quick mass um, <laughs> hope you guys are doing all right um, so yeah what we're we gonna be talking about today just give you a quick rundown of the things we're gonna go through we're gonna look at the new premier league season uh, more specifically you can have a look at a couple of players i think you guys should keep an eye on throughout the season uh, we're going to talk about Spurs not making any signings, which is a bit unusual in this kind of football climate that we're in. Um, I'm going to give you my top six, uh, my three teams that I think will go down. We'll also have a little discussion about the UEFA Nations League, which starts on the 8th of September. This new competition uh, that UEFA have implemented to make friendlies a bit more competitive. Uh, but I'll give you a little breakdown on that. I've been doing my research. Um, and then obviously we're going to have our shout out of the, shout out of the week um, and a couple of honourable mentions and then the random part of the segment towards the end which is which is good this week you know I'm just having a look at it again looks decent I'm looking forward to having a little discussion with you guys Alright, also, just to let you guys know, um, you can always leave your comments below on what you think about the podcast and what things that you like, what things that you might want to hear about, stuff like that in the comments section below. Alternatively, you can also email us at vii underscore training at hotmail.com. Um, so yeah, man, drop me a few suggestions. Let me know about dis- um, Let me know about topics that you'd like me to discuss, rather. Um, and yeah, let's uh, let's get going. All right, so the new Premier League season is a couple of weeks in, and a few things have already happened. Most notably, Man United losing three-two uh, to Brighton last weekend. Uh, already, people are looking at. Um, Jose asking for his head and all sorts is going on over there but we're going to look at the teams that came up this year well actually we're going to look at two of the teams that came up this year Fulham and Wolves now Wolves are a team that kind of caught my attention they got a little Iberian trend going on over there with all these Spanish and Portuguese players that they've bought um, over the summer and, and the players that they bought I think in the last two to three years well, since their manager, who's Portuguese, um, got there. So they caught my eye a little bit. They play they play some good football. Um, and yeah, I think for them, a lot of the stuff I've been hearing is kind of like they have no fear. They're kind of going to go about doing their thing no matter what, no matter who they come up against. They're not really going to change their plan, which is very brave. Um, and I think to a certain extent it might work. But also for teams coming up, they have to adapt to, you know, the different level. I mean, they, they stepped up a little bit, a little bit, a lot from the championship to the Premier League. And I think Wolves in their first two games, I know they drew 2-2 at home with Everton, uh, but then they lost um, their second game. I think that was against Leicester. Um, and for Fulham as well, you know, they found it a bit difficult. Fair enough, they came up against Tottenham in their second game. Uh, but in the first game at home as well. Um, they lost to who was it? I'll tell you. Okay, that was Crystal Palace. They lost two 0 two at home on the first day of the season. So yeah, a reality check for for both teams. Obviously, they brought in a lot of players. It takes time for everyone to gel together. Um, but for me, I think Wolves will have a good chance of doing something special this year. Um, I know they brought in a few players. 
they spent I think it was like 94 million uh, in the summer but the players that they brought in like I said they're kind of from Spain or Portugal and a lot of that team is from that same kind the same those same two countries rather so I think they'll already have that kind of bond as a team they probably do stuff together outside of of the of the Saturdays and the Sunday matches uh, which helps um, so yeah I think they're gonna have a they're gonna have a good good run this year um, one player that I'm sure you've all heard of and someone I think everyone should keep an eye out for is Ruben Neves in that Wolves midfield right next to Jean Moutinho and he already looks like a, a different level a different gravy as they say he looks a special kid he was the um, youngest ever captain of Porto uh, in the Champions League so he's got he's got experience I think he was 19 at the time which is crazy when you think about it to be a captain of your club in the Champions League at that age is is an immense immense honour and for them to give him that captaincy as well you know that's pretty special that that just tells you what they thought of him when they had him and fair play to the guy you know he he didn't just stay at Porto and make his name there and then move to a big club and sit on the bench for I don't know how many years he decided that you know what I'm going to move to England I'm going to play in the lower league not the Premier League I'm going to learn what it takes to play in like English conditions play against English teams play kind of the English way of football and then I'm going to come up with a team and he's done that and I think that's only going to be you know only going to help him in the future and that's why I think probably next summer he's going to go to a big club he has to go he has to go somewhere one of the big six in the Premier League and I think he's going to shine man he's going to be one of the I'm going to put it out there now he's going to be one of the best players of Premier League would would have ever seen one of the best Portuguese or the second best Portuguese player after the greatest of all time Cristiano Ronaldo yep that's right i said it greatest of all time <laughs> i see you Lionel messi fan switching off this podcast right now <laughs> i just stay the course man number two isn't that bad it's all right don't worry about it that's that's not bad second greatest football of all time that's that's not a bad that's not a bad title to have i mean it's not as good as being the best but there we go there's only spot for there's only a spot for one at the top another player to look out for from the wolves team um Rui patricio the, the goalkeeper I think he's going to have a big season as well he's going to make I reckon he's going to make quite a few big saves for that team he's a Portuguese national keeper so again he's got a lot of experience European champion as well um, so yeah they've, they've got a good squad a good good squad with with a mix of experience and youth and I think that's going to help them um, in this coming season I wouldn't be surprised to see them do something out of the blue in terms of their finishing position maybe even win a cup who knows who knows uh, but moving on to Fulham, let's have a little chat about them. Obviously, not the best of stars, like we said. Lost to Crystal Palace at home 2 0. Um, and then they lost 3 1 to Tottenham away, which is, you know, five goals in two games. That's not the best. I think they got Burnley next up. Um, so hopefully they can get some points for this, for, for their sake from that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the same sort of thing with them. I, I guess they've got their own idea how to play football. It got them to the Premier League, albeit through a playoff. Um, but you know, will they stick with it? You know, how long will they stick with it? You know, is it something? Is it is it just honourable to stay with what you know, or do you think that they should adapt and change? Let you guys let me know what you think. Drop me a little message in the comment section. Send me an email vii underscore training at hotmail dot com. Let me know what you think. Should they stay with their style of play if it doesn't work out in the next four, let's say four to five games? Should they change it up? 
Um, and how long do you reckon the manager will be there if it doesn't work out? Will they stick with him? He got them to the Premier League. Uh, will they give him the chance to at least get to Christmas and see where they're at? Or will they make a quick change? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but talking about players to look out for, Ryan Sessegnon, I'm sure you've all heard of this guy. Up and coming talent. Um, he plays like left wing. I think he was a left back to begin with, kind of the Gareth Bell story. Started at left back and moved him up to, to left wing. Um, scored, a, scored a good amount of goals last year in the championship. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. Again, fair enough to him. He's, he's staying at Fulham. I think there was interest from teams in the Premier League as well as abroad, but he decided to stay with the team that he helped get to the Premier League, which is nice to see, you know. It's nice to see um, these guys not go in moving to big clubs for the money or, or for the exposure or what have you because inevitably they're just going to end up on the bench because they're not quite ready yet to probably break through to the first team and they're not the finish article so it's good to see him and Neves staying with their with the teams that uh, they've come up with all right moving on let's have a little chat about a team that didn't make any signings Tottenham Hotspur now I don't know it's kind of weird to be honest like in this day and age not to make one signing especially if you're that if you're you know if you want to be one of those big six teams or want to be like vying for the title like Tottenham probably should be um, do you reckon that not making any signings has or will help them because they haven't had to bet in any new players or will it eventually catch up with them if they get a couple of injuries let's say um, it'll be interesting to see I know January is another window but as, as most of us know the price pretty much doubles in January because you're desperately seeking um, someone to help you out. And especially, again, if you're one of those big six teams, you, you probably want someone that's going to make a, a good impact, not someone to sit on the bench. Um, so, yeah, from a, let's think about it from a Tottenham point of view. Obviously, they've got a new stadium, so maybe that's um, hindered their options in terms of big money signings. Um, they've got they've got good players that come through their their academy or good players that they've taken out on loan and brought back like Deli Ali for example, um, and they've always bought well even if it hasn't been a big name signing they've always bought good players I, f- I think Sergio the the right back who used to play used to play for PSG I think he's a great signing I think they bought him last year but I think he'll come good this year he's a bit rash um, a bit aggressive makes some silly decisions at times but. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna come good for them. So look out for him. Obviously, Kieran Trippier from Burnley. That was a, that was a great signing. Again, you know, didn't really pay too much for him. Um, Victor Wanyama. I know a couple of my mates, Arsenal fans, were hoping he would he would go to them, but Tottenham went in there and and got him. And hopefully, he does big things this year as well for for Tottenham's sake. But again, you know, on the flip side of that, um, let's look at it from the um, point of view that without any signings the squad isn't necessarily going to be able to cope with less Premier League Champions League FA Cup um, Carlin Cup <coughs> or Carabao Cup which whichever they've whichever sponsors got it now um, and if injuries do occur as they probably will you know if something happens to Harry Kane or Deli Ali or Christian Eriksen you know who's going to come in and cover who's going to help out I know they've got um, Lucas Mora, another guy from PSG, who Man United were linked with a while back, um, and again he could he could come good this year. They didn't really have time to show us what he was about 
last season I think he only came in January so didn't really get a chance to show showcase his skills but I think he, he started a couple of games or one game this year already um, he scored a goal as well so things may be looking up for him um, and obviously Eric Lamella didn't, didn't play too much last year because of injury so let's see what he's about see if he can come good um, so there are a few positives from Tottenham even though they didn't make any signings a lot of the guys some of the guys were injured last year and they've got a point to prove this year uh, Christian Eriksen obviously had a, he had a decent World Cup as well so coming off the back of that obviously Deli Ali and Harry Kane had good World Cups Harry Kane scored in August finally um, so yeah it's I don't know it's not it's not the worst thing in the world that they haven't made any signings but again if injuries do come about and these players that we've just mentioned don't really step up to the mark then they're going to be in some trouble and maybe trouble that will see them drop out of the top four and and then next year you know you never know Deli Ali, Harry Kane might be wanting to play Champions League football even the manager might be wanting to coach a team that's in the Champions League so I don't know, looking a bit grim right there if you think about it in that in that respect uh, but who knows we'll see we'll see what happens it's, it's exciting though it's something different that they've done haven't, haven't gone and made any signings I know they put in a bid for Jack Grealish uh, they might go back there in January um, but yeah something different and let's see what happens alright so I just wanted to touch on something else outside of the pitch I know a lot of you guys must play fantasy football at work and um play amongst your friends have your own leagues but there's another game that's come to my attention and it's called last man standing so let me just break it down for you quickly so basically what it is is that let's say you have x amount of people playing so each person picks a team that they think is gonna win uh their match for that week now if your team wins or draws you move through to the next round of matches if your team loses however you get knocked out now once you've picked uh, one team you can't pick them again so you basically let's say you pick man united that's it you can pick them once and once only and then you have to move on to the next team that you think will win and then obviously you keep going and keep going until there's one last man standing hence the name of the game for you geniuses out there um so yes it's, it's pretty cool it's different um try it out i don't know try and implement it at work uh, have a go with your friends if everyone pitches in five pound uh, the winner takes the pot home and see see how you guys get on but let me so yeah try it out it's, it's, it's pretty simple man it's not that hard to do on an excel spreadsheet um one one person takes charge organizes it all um and it's good fun it's good fun you know it's it's different to fantasy football um and i'll definitely give it a go i know i'm already playing it thanks to my uncle he's he's got me in his uh, group of friends uh, i still need to pay him for putting me in but <laughs> i'll do that soon um, and yeah it's, it's it's a lot of fun i think i'm in round i've got I've got through all three rounds so far i think i picked man united in the first week uh man city in the second week uh and liverpool for this week so not too bad it's going to be difficult after um, Tottenham and Chelsea after I pick them then you got to really think about it, you know strategy wise uh, who you're going to pick depending on who they have coming up as well so you might want to look ahead of the fixture list uh, but it's a good little game to, to get involved in something new something different um, so yeah give it a go maybe win yourself a bit of money depending on how much everyone decides to put into the pot all right let's move on to the last part of this opening segment where I'm going to give you my top six for this year and the three teams that I think that are going to go down. Uh, 
now I haven't put a lot of thought into this as I have um, <laughs> I don't know what you guys will think of this <coughs> this top six but here we go so I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go with Liverpool to win it um, and then Man City coming in second um, Man United third Chelsea are gonna be making up my top four and then I'm gonna go with Tottenham and Wolves that's right bombshell Wolves <laughs> yeah I think they're gonna make up the top six you know I think they're gonna do something special I'm, I'm excited to see them play I know it's a bit left field and all the Arsenal fans will be like what are you talking about mate you have no idea but let's be honest man you guys have got a lot of work to do um, so I don't think I don't think you guys will be in the top six this year I don't know maybe seventh or eighth something like that but yeah let me just repeat that for you so Liverpool to win it Man City to come in second, Man United third, Chelsea fourth, uh, no sorry, yeah Chelsea fourth, Tottenham fifth and then Wolves making up my top six and the bottom three so teams that I think will get relegated, it's kind of hard to say right now, I think Cardiff for sure just because they don't really make too much noise in the transfer window and I, I know that isn't necessarily an indication of how you're going to do um, but Nah, I don't really see Kyle sticking around um, for the next year, to be honest with you. So yeah, Cardiff and Huddersfield Town, I think they're going to struggle this year as well. I think they already shipped eight goals, which is madness. <laughs> I know they got smashed 6-1 by Man City, but yeah, I think they're going to have a, they're going to struggle this year for me, Huddersfield. And I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm going with either Southampton or Burnley. I know Burnley's a bit out there. They've had a great season last year, but I think the Europa League will get in the way of their Premier League campaign. And again, they've made a couple of signings, but nothing really that you'd say was going to make them challenge again in that kind of top, top 10. So I know it's a bit out there. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Burnley. So Cardiff. Burnley and Huddersfield are my three teams to go down. I might be totally wrong, who knows? But hey, if I knew what was gonna happen in the future, well, I don't know, probably earn a lot more money right now, but <laughs> anyways. Um so yeah, what about you guys, man? What do you guys think? Give me your top six, your bottom three. Uh, like I said, drop it in the comment section or send us an email at VII underscore training at hotmail.com. Uh, let me know why you you've put those teams in the top six. Why you've decided to go with your bottom three? Um, maybe I'll give you a shout out when we have a look at where we are in terms of our predictions later on down the line. Uh, but yeah, all right, guys, that will be that for this first part of the show. Next, I'm going to give you my shout out of the week, and then after that, we're going to have some randomness. Alright, so my shout out of the week this week goes to Novak Djokovic. Now, the reason I've decided to go with Novak, um, firstly, because he completed the career Golden Masters. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, neither did I, but did a bit of research. So basically, uh, the Masters 1000 is kind of like the third highest tournament you, know, you can win as a tennis pro after the four Grand Slams and the ATP Tour Finals at the end of the season. Um, so there's nine of these Masters 1000 tournaments and he has, or he is the first person to win all nine after he beat Roger Federer in straight straight sets in Cincinnati. 
So that deserves a definite shout out because that is pretty special to be honest with you. No one else has done it. Um, not to mention the fact that this guy just came back from an elbow surgery, which for a tennis player obviously is <laughs> quite a big thing. And he's been working his way back. I'm sure you guys have seen his struggles at the beginning of the year um, in regards to the Australian Open and the French where he had a, had a few mishaps. But he was getting there. He was getting there. Um, and then funnily enough, Andy Murray tipped him to actually win Wimbledon. Um, I think it was the first week he was a guest on the show, um, the BBC show. Um, and Sue Barker must have asked him about what he thinks of the players and who's going to win, etc., etc. And he went for Novak, and wouldn't you know it? Novak went and won his 13th Grand Slam. Um, so yeah, that's that's a, that's a big achievement for Novak after the injury, and, and to be the first guy to win all nine of those Masters 1000 tournaments. So my shout out of the week goes to him. Also, interestingly enough, Novak's 13th Grand Slam win puts him one behind. Pete Sampras, who currently holds third position on the all-time list, with number two being Rafa Nadal, who currently has won 17 Grand Slam titles, and number one, obviously, Roger Federer with 20. Um, question I was thinking about, actually. Uh, will Novak Djokovic ever be considered one of the greatest? I mean, obviously, he's he's a lot. He's seven Grand Slams away from Roger's 20, but he has gone and won all nine of these uh, career Golden Master 1000 tournaments and I think he could get there you know I think the way he looks after his his body his fitness regime um, I think he could get there. he's got he's got the drive to for me I know a lot of people don't like him because of his things off the court um, a lot of people don't like the way he's treated his wife apparently stepped out on her a couple of times etc etc those kind of things but sounds like he's got that all together and things are looking strong for him on the personal front and obviously that's um, relaying on the tennis court now as well uh, with a Wimbledon win and now this <coughs> career Golden Masters um, winning all nine which is pretty impressive so what do, what do you guys think do you think he'll ever be better than Roger Federer do you reckon he'll ever be, ever be better than Rafa Nadal for that matter um, Rafa's got 17 Grand Slam titles Novak's on 13 so he's getting there he's close um, but what do you guys think? Let me know. Let me know. All right. So obviously with a shout out of the week, I like to do another bit, which I call. <laughs> I know you guys like that. I know you like that. That was very good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So the honorable mentions this week, uh, I'm going to go with Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville um, for that great debate that they had on Monday Night Football. Uh, one of my mates actually said that um, they, those two guys got so high pitch, he didn't know what they were saying at one point, <laughs> which is fair enough. Um, I mean, Jamie Carragher with a Scouse accent and a high pitched tone is probably a code that can't really be decrypted to be honest um so yeah shout out to those two because that was pretty good that was good good tv good to watch like that kind of debating stuff going on um especially when those guys have different opinions well, it's interesting it's interesting so the other honorable mentions um would be the indian cricket team more specifically their fast bowling attack so just free bumrah ishant sharma 
Mavid Shami and Hardik Pandya. I know I gave him a bit of a... Well, I didn't really say too many bad things about him last time. But he showed up. He made things happen. Uh, especially in the bowling department. Got that fifer at Trent Bridge. Turned this five-match series into something worth watching. 2-1 heading into next week. Um, which is at the Aegeus Bowl. I want to say that's in Southampton. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, drop a comment. Let me know. Uh, but yeah, things are looking good. Things are looking exciting. Um, and the last honourable mention goes to Bowdoin Barrett. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Bowdoin Barrett is a New Zealand All Black. Uh, that's rugby. Uh, <laughs> uh, he plays the number ten spot. Um, and this weekend, he scored four tries against Australia, which is pretty impressive. Um, as always the All Blacks as a whole as a team are phenomenal but that was just a standout performance from that guy um, came against Australia uh, this weekend another battering of the Australians <laughs> uh, which is which is pretty bad for them but what can you do when you come up against a team like that um, but yeah so those are the honourable mentions for this week uh, what we're going to do next is have a look at uh, some randomness So in this random segment this week, we're going to have a little chat about John David. John David is a guy that plays Ricky Jarrett on the show Ballers, which I'm sure you all know because of The Rock or Dwayne Johnson. A good show, which basically kind of follows around um, The Rock, who tries to act as a financial advisor for all these big American sports stars and um, the trials and tribulations as there are always in these kind of shows and fine looking women as well <laughs> I'm not going to lie um, but yeah so this guy John David uh, plays Ricky Jarrett and the reason I wanted to have a little chat about him because uh, John David's last name is Washington so for those of you who don't know John David Washington is the son of the phenom Denzel unbelievable actor um and yeah, I just wanted to see what you guys thought about kids having to live up to their parents' greatness. How do you think it affects him? You know, how tough was it for him growing up and stuff? Uh, I think I listened to him talk on a on a talk show and he said that he didn't really want anyone to know his last name because obviously they'd probably want to know more about his dad than him. And, and coming up, he, he I think he played American football. Uh, he played as... Uh, a running back if I'm not mistaken maybe even a bit of wide receiver he actually came to Europe to play for a team in Germany um, and then he went back to, to America I think he played for a team in Canada as well um, obviously he didn't really make it there he said it was a great experience fair enough to him and from that he's gone on to become an actor which isn't bad to be fair um, if you don't become a, an athlete to become an actor isn't, isn't a bad number two kind of job if you like um, but yeah so what would you guys think I mean how would you feel if your parents had this great aura surrounding them and you kind of had to live up to that? Or let's say some of you guys might have something great that happens for you in the future and that puts your name out there. And then when you have a kid, you know, the kid always gets asked questions about their parents and how do you reckon that they'd have to cope with it? How would you deal with it? How would you tell your kid to cope with it? I think just going back to LeBron James, he said that uh, he regretted calling his first son LeBron James Jr. <laughs> Obviously, there's many reasons why you'd regret that, <laughs> but I think his point was that he wanted his kid to have his own identity and 
uh, giving him the same name as himself obviously doesn't help that. Um, but yeah, uh, just going back to John David Washington. Uh, he's also got a film that's come out, I think it was this week, or was it last week? Let me give you the name of that film. It's called uh, The Black Klansman. Sorry, not The, just Black Klansman. Uh, I watched the trailer, it looks pretty good. Uh, but then again, what trailers don't look good? Um, but from what I've heard, the reviews, um, it's, it's a film definitely worth watching. So yeah, if, you, if you're not doing anything this week, or you want to go to the uh, to the movies, don't really know what to watch, Black Klansman, that's, that's one that apparently should be pretty good. All right, guys, well, that'll do it for this week. I uh, appreciate you guys listening again. I hope you enjoyed it. had a bit of fun there today. Um, I'll give you a little trailer, if you like, about what's coming up next week. I don't want to give too much away, but we will be talking about, in my opinion, the greatest team in modern day sports. Unbelievable team, unbelievable philosophy, unbelievable principles. So make sure you tune in to find out who they are next week. Um, sooner or later I'll let you know exactly when these uh, podcasts will be coming out exactly what day in the week I just haven't quite figured that out yet Uh, but yeah thank you guys for listening again Uh, and like I said throughout this whole show make sure you drop a little comment in the comment section on whatever medium you're listening on or send us an email at vii underscore training at hotmail.com so guys keep doing what you do enjoy the rest of your week make sure you make the magic happen Um, and yeah you'll hear from me sometime next week also just a quick shout out to all the sisters out there happy Raksha Mundan hope you guys have a good one and and for all us guys well those pockets are going to be getting light this weekend payday was not something for yourself this month but there we go it is what it is (laughs) all right guys i'll speak to you later